Toys, toys, and more toys. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another interview-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm Nilda. Nilda! Oh! <laughs> I finally put it in. I always forget to put it in. But yes, we're back <laughs> with another interview, and we have Nilda from Appetite for Collectibles. And as you can see, if you're watching the video version... She puts Drew's display to shame with her yep. Star Wars collectibles and other things that she has. But we're excited to have her. Um, oh, she's kind of showing it off a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, so Drew met Nilda at ICCCCCCCon. So uh, Drew, if you well, want to maybe tell... Is that enough C's? I don't know if it was enough C's, Drew, but go ahead and maybe kind of tell how you two kind of got connected. We actually got connected on Instagram after the fact. I know. Yeah. But I did see you walking around with like you were recording. Yeah. With your camera. I saw you at ICC recording. Mm -hmm. I think I saw you in the press line. But honestly, I yeah. was a little too nervous to say hi. Because I've been watching your stuff like, since the beginning. So, But I'll say hi this year. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I think I have like that intimidating look. Everybody's always, every time people meet me, they're always like, we were afraid to say hi. I'm like, just come up. Yeah. Like you and Sleepy, for some reason, I didn't say hi to you guys at all. And I don't, I probably should have. Uh, <laughs> I know me and Sleepy saw each other immediately. And we were just like, Sleepy and I have been friends for like a year on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we saw each other, it was as if like, you know, this wasn't the first time we were yeah, meeting. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping after this fact, when we meet each other in real life and I see CCC, it would be like that. So, you'll be like, What's what up? up, what up? <laughs> All right, cool. Well, anyway, um, so yeah, so like we said last week with our interview process, we're going to have someone on and that's going to be, it could be a random person. It could be something more specific, like with Nilda here with her collecting of toys and whatnot. But at the end of the day, there's still going to be all the ranking stuff that we do as a top twos of characters and moments and ships and stuff like that because it's star wars everyone loves what your favorite things in star wars are so True. with our normal intro to this nilda what is your star wars story how did you become a star wars fan why do you love star wars so much let us know oof so i have loved star wars since i was a kid um i got into star wars because of my mom um she's a single parent and you know, she always wanted to show me like the really cool stuff that, you know, her parents never really allowed her to see. So my mom used to let me see Star Wars and horror films. And I just fell in love with it. I thought it was awesome. And, you know, like everybody says, you know, most people wanted to be athletes. I wanted to be that space person. And 
I love that, you know, you would see it and you could create your own little world. And, you know, I was Princess Leia and, you know, like that's what I wanted to be. But, you know, I can remember loving Star Wars since I was nine years old. Awesome. That's pretty cool. And so would you say that growing up as a Star Wars fan, people knew you as a Star Wars fan? Um, some people knew me as a Star Wars fan. So, um, when I got introduced to Star Wars, I was living in a more predominant Hispanic area and that wasn't like the cool thing. And, uh, when my mom moved us more up North to, uh, Broward County in Florida, I kind of made more friends with the nerds and diving into more hanging out with them. Like I got to become my actual self And, you know, they were very accepting and, you know, we got into, you know, going to rock concerts and, you know, watching Star Wars and everything, little nerd stuff that would come out. We would go to like cons and that's, you know, moving more up north got me more into becoming more of myself. That's pretty cool. Um, Would you say that Star Wars is becoming more popular in the Hispanic community? Have you kind of been a an ambassador of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it has become more popular in like the Hispanic community because you know, you see now in Star Wars they're actually bringing more like diversity. Mm-hmm. You're seeing like more Hispanics in Star Wars films. Um, you know, you're seeing more, you know, African Americans in the films yeah. as well. So it's like they're trying to make it more like a diverse thing. You know, they have you know, Asian community as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're trying to hit every factor, which I think it's awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's not just a bunch of white people anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... Which is funny because they originally did have one original black person on Star Wars in the originals, and he was carrying that ice cream holder. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. just nobody ever yeah. knew who the heck he was. Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. The, that, that guy has a name... actual name like the character and then like people cosplay him all the time i can't remember what but you know what the funny thing is um my fiance and i were looking it up so technically this guy was on the film once and then after that no one's ever been able to find this real actor he actually gave a false name oh oh dang yeah so if you type his character name on google Mm -hmm. It always says like the mystery of, and no one's been able to find that actor. That's crazy. And he's never like popped up and said like, "Hey, I'm you know I'm that guy that you guys cosplay all the time." (laughs) You think that his kids or someone would get wind of it? I know. Unless he never like told his family like that he was him. Probably not. And I think it's hilarious because my fiance one day was on eBay and was able to find a figure of it, and he bought it because he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Awesome. Well, that's your Star Wars story. So, Drew, what is... I kind of made it so that Drew would ask this question just because it's kind of your guys' uh, uh, area of expertise. But, Drew, what's up next in the discussion? Yeah, so the next thing is going to be a little bit about toys. So what? how did you get into collecting? Or, like, what? what was the beginning of what you see behind you. (laughs) So when I originally started collecting, I was collecting Funko Pops. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I started once in a while was diving into like going to my local comic book shop Tate's 
and like buying power of the force figures, but mostly it was all Funko Pops. And then eventually when I met my fiance, we were constantly like buying stuff and just, you know, out trying to outbeat who can get the better toy. <laughs> and then eventually we ended up just building this whole entire thing. And then, you know, diving more into the toy world, I started getting more into like hot toys and statues mm -hmm. because I loved how real they mm -hmm. looked. So I ended up just buying more of these and then eventually it, it took its own addiction. It's just gone, just gone up from yeah, there. Yeah, I just so, went up from there. So um, people might not know, but your husband has his own shop. Or your yeah, fiance, he has his own collectible sorry. store. Yeah, your oh. fiance. I didn't so, even know that. That's cool. Yeah, so if you wanted to talk about that a little bit or like how. So, yeah, so he has a collectible store that's been around for seven years. It's uh, It's called Way Back When. It's a collectible oddities antique store. So he basically carries everything from like military vinyls, vintage toys, um, taxidermy, jewelry, just basically sports, basically anything you can think of that you would want in a store to basically grab different people's attention. It's in that store. And um, that's where we actually met. I walked in there one day because my friend Lewis was telling me about it because there was a Joey had this awesome um, original Burger King uh, glass display from Star Wars. Oh, wow. So I, yeah, so I went there to go check it out. And he actually had like all sealed original toys from uh, like Power of the Force of like Boba Fett's slave ship. Mm -hmm. So I ended up buying one and then we became really good friends. And then after that, friends went to dating <laughs> to then, yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. it works. That's sweet. <laughs> but um, yeah, sometimes, you know, we're fortunate. Sometimes he'll get some really cool stuff in the store. And sometimes I'll give him like that little doe-eyed look like, I want this. Yeah, like, uh, don't you don't it. need to sell that. That can just come home. <laughs> you don't need to sell that. Like, I try to use Jedi yeah. mind tricks. So people can sell things to your that shop or... How did you get to inventory? Yeah, so so my uh, fiance has his estate auctioneer's license, so he does a lot of like estate sales, but we also, you know, like the store has a slogan where we buy, sell, and trade. So a lot of people come in, they sometimes sell their collections to us, or, you know, sometimes we'll, somebody will trade something that they really want for something else. Mm -hmm. So that's just how it goes. And he just launched a YouTube channel not too long ago, right? Yeah. Mm. He had a lot of people like constantly always asking him. They wanted to see like the behind the scenes of goes on yeah. what goes on in the store. And um, way before we met, he was on um, an episode of Miami Storage Wars. Oh, wow. Oh, and then, cool. yeah. That's so cool. And, <laughs> and then um, last year we were, I think... Yeah, last year we were actually featured on um, this new station called uh, Deco Drive, and they did like a whole segment on the store, and um, myself and Joey were part of it, and he like had me go into it more than he wanted to. He wanted to like showcase there that there are women collectors mm -hmm. out there, and they do own stores, and they, you know, collect as well. Yeah. The, his videos chat or everyone that's listening his videos are really different like they almost feel like you're watching like a collecting style like he has like he'll like 
kind of do like a post interview before you actually see the scene and it's really professional looking and i love it i love the channel it's super cool what's so. the name of that channel it's called uh way back when collectibles and antiques all right everybody if you're listening go check that out jeremiah like, will put it in subscribe. the description i'll, as I'll well. put it in the description um, yeah so yeah, my my cousin and uh, Joey's dynamic is really great. Like my cousin is our actual um, he does all the filming, the editing for the channel. Gotcha. And he the the idea was that they wanted to make it seem like you were watching an actual That's, show, not like yeah. um, not like your typical YouTube mm-hmm. channels. He wanted to make it seem like you were watching like, you know, like Storage Wars or yep. something like you would see on a, you know, A&E. Yep. That's what it feels like because, I mean, we we do unboxing videos, right, on your channel. I do my own, and, like, they're super cool, and, like, people like them, but this feels like you're watching, like, an A&E, like, storage war kind of feel like. It's like, oh, this conversation happened, and then you go to the scene, and you actually can, like, see them interacting. It's a really cool concept. I like it. It probably takes a lot of work to put out episodes, I assume, but. Yeah, they film – so we they film from between sometimes from like Wednesday to Saturday and then the following week they'll drop the video on Thursday. So like today they were just finishing editing last week's, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that went on on the store. So then they'll be dropping their new video on Thursday. But that was a concept that they wanted to do. Like they wanted to interview the people that came in with collections um, if something rare came into the store, they kind of wanted to give you like a biography based yep. on it. So it was just like to get people to learn like, oh, you know, like this it's is, you know, like too. if somebody You're says, like learning yeah, what, it's learning what certain toys or words or what, why, like there's a history behind it too. It's really cool. It's going to blow up. I know it is. It's going to be good. So. <laughs> Shout out. I know everybody him. keeps telling them that, that they're waiting for it to like blow, blow up. up and I know, yeah, I know it's going to blow up. Like they... Like I said, the two of them together is an awesome duo. Sweet. Um, what is it's not on the list? Like, what is that your favorite new thing that you have? This might be the 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 big thing to your right or to your left or whatever with the tail sticking out. But uh, oh, the Java, Java. yes, <laughs> we I got this at ICC. Yeah, oh, I saw dang. that and I filmed it. It's super sick. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So it. It was funny. So like our flight to Tennessee, um, Joey and I kept giving each other like uh, a spending cap mm. on how much we were allowed to spend. My wife gave me one too and, and I broke it. But <laughs> I know we broke it like immediately. As soon as we got there, day one, it was like, okay, we're buying this, this and this. I got all my signatures out the way. Mm. You know, I bought t-shirts, posters. I got a whole bunch of Timothy Zahn books signed. And then we went to this one booth and they had this bad boy there and they told us a price and we both kept just looking at each other. And then finally I just told Joey, I'm like, you know, let's just go half on it. So you're not spending all your money (laughs) and I'm not spending all my money. So we basically went half on an investment and bought this and out of, you know, the early bird special that we have here from Star Wars, this is probably my second favorite item here in the house. Yeah, it's it's a cool piece. It's a it's a conversation piece for sure. It's so cool. Yeah, and it like immediately when you walk into the room, like you see this. Yeah. I mean, well, you see the other stuff hanging above your head too, but that that's definitely yeah. there. Is is that to scale with Hot Toys? Uh yeah, this is the this is a sideshow exclusive. So okay. Okay. yeah, it's to scale with Hot Toys. That's sweet. 
All right, we can move on a little bit, Jeremiah, if you feel. feel. Well, I, I have one toy question for you. Oh, sweet. what is what is your like holy grail thing that you want to own someday? Oh, now obviously there's the 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 original like Boba Fett figure with the shootable thing, that, which that is the one. But, but <laughs> other than other than that, is there anything else that's like more realistic for you? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, man. So I follow, um, I follow the, the gentleman. I forgot his last name now, but his name is Steve. And he, um, is the guy who has the Guinness book of world records of like the largest oh, yeah. star Wars um, collection known to man. Rancho Obi-Wan is what it's called. Yeah. Rancho oh, yeah. Obi-Wan. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he, some of the stuff he has on there, it's, like you know for a fact they have top security in there yes and he also has he has he's one of the many people that has the prototype boba fett Mm -hmm. that has the missile firing two of them i think so he has two of them yeah that's (laughs) so sad yeah but i would definitely love to own that and then possibly i would like to own the he has the actual original uh prop of the Han Carbonite. Oh, dang. What? So, yeah, from the movie set. So I actually would like to own that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but instead I ended up getting the baby version the of baby it. Version. So that's it. Hey, you can get the... You can get the, cool, uh, you can get the, uh, the fridge magnet that's like that. Or you can just put it on... You get this... Like a, if your fridge is like a silver front fridge, you yeah. get the big magnets like to scale and it looks, looks like your fridge is... Han Solo. Well, I, I did see I that Regal robot released a dining room table for it, but what? it's like $22,000. Oh, dang. Oh, that's sick. Drew, did you see that link I sent you with the Tauntauns? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Oh, you can buy, like, to scale Tauntaun bus. It's like mm-hmm. $4,000 for, like, no snow. If you want snow, it's like $6,000 or something like oh, that. Oh, my. From a Regal Robot, right? I don't remember. I just sent them a Drew link, and but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Regal Robot. They did the Tauntaun, um, and then they just did two different versions of a Chewbacca bust. They did one with him normal, and then they did the Roaring Chewbacca. Oh, that's so cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's like so high up in number. I can't. Super expensive. That's crazy. So right. besides Star Wars, you just collect a lot of like monster stuff and horror stuff? Or is there other stuff? Yeah, I like horror stuff as well. And um, my little like small little collection that I have, which eventually maybe one day I'll turn it into a big collection too. But I love uh, Haunted Mansion from Disney. Oh, okay. Sweet. Do you collect like Marvel Legends and stuff or not really? No, not really. Uh, my fiance does, but he mostly collects like the DC multiverses. Okay. So he literally has every one that's wow, been released. Wow, that's cool. And they've been hiding inside of a drawer, like literally inside of a closet that we have. It's just like every time stacked. one releases, yeah, they're like stacked. I posted a picture like a while back on our stores page of like a private collection, and we it almost was like touching the that's roof. Crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, I. Cause you always talk about how when you you want to buy something, and sometimes your your fiance will like 
undercut you and buy it before you can get it and like it's like a battle and it's like annoying for you and like i wish i had that problem because my (laughs) wife is not like that at all like i have this little hub like corner of my office is like that and then i have like a peloton and like all her stuff and i just have this little tiny nook that's my stuff so (laughs) i wish i had that problem (laughs) Yeah, he always undercuts me like on Macari. He did that to me with um, one. I wanted one of those like NECA scream figures mm-hmm. and I went to go get it and I found one like reasonably cheap. And then when I went to go hit pay, it sold. Oh. And then it showed up like three days later in the house. And I looked at him and I was like, did you really <laughs> like snipe me and buy it? And he was like laughing. You still get it, though. It's That's like- funny. No, it's technically oh, his. Okay. He he was like, it's my, it's going to my collection. I'm like, okay, well, you're engaged, so once you get married, then it's yours. Yeah, yeah. Was, you're not gonna sign a prenup, are you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's cool. All right, that's the toy talk. But when I was looking on your Instagram, it says that you are an ambassador for her universe. So yeah, what exact is that like an official thing or is that a self? entitled thing or what let us know more about that and uh, for those of you who don't know uh maybe you could explain what her universe is so her universe is a brand they um ashley Eckstein, who's the voice actress for ahsoka tano and the clone wars um she created um and it was just she wanted to create you know like fun awesome clothes to wear and to be able to like cosplay but not cosplay if if you know what yeah. i mean but um yeah i i fell in love with that company i loved all the clothes that they were always releasing and in the beginning they were doing star wars and then she started diving into different fandoms and just i kept buying stuff from them and like friends of mine kept telling me like dude you should be a, a brand ambassador and i was like what's that and i looked on their website and they had this thing where they send you clothes, you get to pick, they, they issue different campaigns every month, which like today they send me two. Um, and you click on it. And if you want to participate, they'll send you a couple clothes that they're thinking about doing for that campaign. And then out of the three that you pick, they send you one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So recently we did, the last one I did was um, for Star Wars Celebration. They released like a Queen Amidala, like a nice little jacket. And it came with mm-hmm. like the headpiece over and like these beautiful buttons. Did that one. Um, one that I missed, which was um, the Umbrella Academy. And they send you like the whole school outfit. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then the one that I just got picked now is for... Um, the Loki collection. So they're going to be sending me like a Loki uh, cardigan shirt. That's so cool. So that's like all gifted to you. You just have to post about it and like rep it. Yeah. And you have to like promote Mm -hmm. it and stuff. And like, yeah, just send people over to like buy it. But in all honesty, like I actually still like, this is her universe. So most of my clothes is all from either her universe or from Imperial merch co. So like, Most of my clothing is either horror or Star Wars. <laughs> Which is cool because, like, you're going to spend that money anyways. So for you to get a piece of, like, that collection for free and all you have to do is rep it and and that's what you're going to do anyways. Like, that's so cool that you're able to do that. Like, I my wife used to do that for Fossil. 
And it was super Ooh, okay. cool because we would like she would get like, all right, you can pick five things or whatever in a month. And she would get like all the new watches. And then it got to the point where you have like a wall of just like fossil watches and we didn't even use them. And she's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. So she stopped. And then we had, we just sold, like gave them all away and stuff. But yeah, it's <laughs> and my wife's kind the of. The one thing I do, <laughs> the one thing I do love about her universe is like, you get to meet all these different people. Mm-hmm in like that small community so i've become friends with a lot of like other people that live in other states and the cool thing is like if they do like a her universe party somewhere near your state like they'll invite you and so cool you know ashley takes everybody out and she does like bowling stuff and she always hits like different states just to like you know say hi to the brand ambassadors Mm, that's cool well speaking of ashley do you want to talk about your cool tattoo that you just recently got not too long ago (laughs) so um there was a con here in in orlando called megacon and before megacon i had met ashley at icc and i was supposed to get an ahsoka tano headpiece tattoo but i don't know why the tattoo artist there just didn't rub me the right way and i didn't feel confident Mm -hmm. about him tattooing me so i was just like We'll do this at another time. So um, I was able to ask my friend Adam, who's my tattoo artist, if he could do the Ahsoka Tano headpiece. And then I had contacted um, JSA, which is an authenticator for signatures. And I asked him, do they have a, they ever done like an authentication on a on skin? On a person. <laughs> and they're like, what do you, on a person? And I was like, they at first they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm going to get you know, a, a famous person to sign their signature on my leg. I'm going to get it tattooed, but I also want it authenticated. And they're like, yeah, we think we can do that. And they were like, you'll be the first, but we're pretty sure we can do that. So I was like, okay. So my friend Jackie actually works for Ashley and she kind of like set it up. <laughs> She's flexing. German. Yeah. Just let her flex. So yeah, like my, my friend Ashley, I mean, Jackie actually works for Ashley. Um, she's been traveling with her now for like the past year and a half. And I was messaging her and she even reached out to me like four days before Megacon. And she's like, hey, are you still getting Ashley to sign your leg? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, all right, get here early. She's like, I'll make sure that you're one of the first people that Ashley sees. So, so I'm cool. like, okay. Got there super early. Ashley saw me and she like started laughing and she's like, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're really going to do it. And she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm 100% sure. (laughs) And I got it all on video. My friend Elijah filmed the whole entire event. And then as soon as she was done signing, I like ran over to JSA. They authenticated it. And then I ran over to another tattoo artist named Kelly had him tattoo her signature, and then I had to run back to JSA to show it to them. And then I went back to Ashley's booth because her parents were like, you know, we want to see this when you're done. And I went back to her parents and I showed them the uh, authentication receipt. And her parents were just cracking up and Ashley was just like laughing. Yeah, so she she has a headpiece of Ahsoka and tattooed by Ashley and it's authenticated, so... And then I just got the authentication letter like five days ago. So cool. So I, I saw that on Instagram that I was like, that's weird. I didn't know you could 
do that. I kind of I know, and it says like human. (laughs) Like the caption is hilarious. Literally says like human tattoo. Like I don't. It's pretty funny. That's That's, so cool. So funny. Don't lose that leg. You gotta keep it safe. I'm just saying. Well, my fiance was like telling my mom he's gonna carve off my like skin. And then sell the signature because I had so we posted that whole event on on TikTok yeah. and I got like twenty five thousand views and um people were like how much is your leg worth and I'm like I don't know so I went on eBay looked at what her signature worth was worth and I'm like okay so a JSA signature I think it's roughly like between six to seven hundred dollars so yeah but you're also the, worth it. you're at one of a kind though it's like on a human leg true. So, if you had to have it amputated, like, God forbid, we don't want you to lose your leg. But if you had but to. But there's money involved. You could, like. Well, t- technically, I was told by Ashley that I would have to return. She asked me to give her back the signature. She was, like, so morbid about it. She was like, hey, if anything ever happens to you, she's like, just. She goes, you should bring tell it back them to, to give me back. Yeah. yeah, she's like, bring it back to me. I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I'm just kidding. And I was like, okay. Put your leg in a giant jar of like yellow liquid, like preserving your leg. <laughs> like but, the clones. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like the clones. Um, but yeah, so uh, her universe. So I've been on the website. It seems to be mostly geared towards girls and women, but there is also... Uh, men's and boys things but on there. Didn't they well. launch his universe as well recently? Are they going to? I think they did, but they yeah, they're slowly going to. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, there's about I think there's five male amb- ambassadors. One of them is my friend Augie. And um they're slowly now getting towards like having more men mm-hmm. clothing for is it, her is universe. It, is it gonna be his universe or their universe i don't remember what she said it's i think it's gonna be his universe yeah i don't remember what because i think she mentioned that at iccc on that podcast episode she did but i don't remember exactly what she said maybe i need to be a brand ambassador for his universe that'd be cool (laughs) you just want to meet ashley that's all hey i'm just saying it'd be cool (laughs) to meet her i'm not hell-bent on it but she's super cool yeah yeah all right, cool. So that's her universe. Go check that website out if you want some cool Star Wars and other like movie attire stuff that's really yep. unique that you're not going to find. Tell them that Nelda sent you. Yep. <laughs> All right, Drew. What's the. We might as well start jumping into our ranking stuff. So, Drew, what's the first True. topic? All right, so the first topic of our ranking. Now, Nelda, I don't know if Jeremiah told you, but these are all things that we have previously done episodes on. And so we, but okay. we've done them in top five, but we're shorting it so that you don't have to have five of everything because that's a lot. So we're doing two. <laughs> and the first one is the top two ships. What is your top two sh- favorite ships of all time? So number two, starting mm-hmm. from your bottom and then work your way yeah. up to top. <laughs> All right, so number two will be the Millennium Falcon. Okay. okay. And why do you say that? And then number because because of my number one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my number one is the Star Destroyer. Okay. Okay. Any, Absolutely love any it. Specific Star Destroyer, or just a, in general, the Star Wars, uh, like that. Just in okay. general. Cool. So I have I have the Lego set of the Star Destroyer, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Just. 
every little layout of it. And it's to me, it's just one of those, you know, bad, yep. you know, ships that you need to have in your collection. And why do you have the Millennium Falcon? Like, what's so great about the Millennium because Falcon? Because it's, <laughs> it's the Millennium Falcon. Like, it is one of those well-known ships. And, you know, I have a soft spot for Harrison Ford, and I love Han Solo. And it's just, you know, it's that iconic ship. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Solid, solid choices. Solid, solid. No solid. No complaints. Can't go wrong. No complaints. I know. I was, I was indecisive because, like, my... Other favorite ship is the TIE Fighter. Oh. But I was like, I love the Star Destroyer more. Not the Slave One? You're not like a a Boba Fett kind of? I love, don't get me wrong, I love the Slave One, but I'm upset that they have changed the name. Come on, let's let's get it right. Yeah, is it Fire Spray? That was called, right? Fire Spray? Or Starship? It's, it's. I think it's, it, yeah, it's the Starship. I think it it's, was. They've changed the name so much. It was when they changed it called Boba Fett Starship, and then they changed it, I think, to the Fire Spray after the Book of Boba came out. But it's a Slave One forever. I don't even care. Yeah, it's, it's Slave One for, forever to me. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, next ranking topic is your top two sabers, lightsabers. Hilts, Ooh. obviously. The hilts, right. So there's. <laughs> It's like it can be hard for some people because some people is like don't even really pay attention to the hilts because they see flashy colors and think cool. But there's a lot of cool sabers out there, so if pay attention, you know, mm. cool designs. So what would you say are your favorite hilt designs for sabers? So I love um, Obi Wan's, and then recently, well, last year I had picked up the dark saber. And I just love that hilt. It's my favorite color is black. So it's that's a good color. It's an all black saber. Mm -hmm. It has like the mat on it. And it's just it just embodies, you know, like what a what a you know, somebody evil. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which which one did you pick up? The um Disney or the Black Series version? The black series. It's pretty heavy. Out of out of the two to get, the Black Series one is actually the one that people are saying to get, not the Disney one. Yeah, I, I, I got to see the Disney one. A friend of mine had it, and I wasn't a big fan of it. I love the blade, mm. but the actual hilt itself, the Black Series one is the best one. Yeah. Well, and even the blade, the tip doesn't even fully glow, which is kind no, of it doesn't. annoying too. So. That's sweet. Yeah, I've been trying to find the Black Series version myself because it looks so dope. Yeah, when they when they had released it, I like ordered it immediately, and then when it got delivered, like I had friends of mine and like you know like my Star Wars group chats that were like, "Dude, how did you get it so fast?" I'm like, "I don't know. It just yeah." I pre ordered mine at GameStop and then I canceled it because I found I was having a kid and I was like, I probably shouldn't be buying this right now, so. You're like, do I get, do I, you know, do I pay for my child? Or do yeah, I it was like one of those things at first. Now I kind of regret not buying it, but it's okay. So you said, you mentioned Obi-Wan's saber. Any specific one? Because I think he's had, is it two or three? He's had two. Um, I personally like the first one that he got, which is from The Phantom Menace. All right. 
I specifically like that one because it's actually you and McGregor got to pick that one. If you right. watched any of like the behind the yep. scenes for Phantom Menace, George Lucas actually let him pick his own hilt. Yeah, That's so cool. And then like everyone else so, has got these rest of the the pile. Like, All right, Mace Window, you get this yeah, one. Yeah, everyone else got the rest Daddy, of the pile. You get this one. Like it was kind of funny how they did that, but that is cool because it was very similar to Qui Gon. So like I'm, I'm assuming. Obi Wan yeah. picked his, and then they made one that looked like it to be Qui Gon's. I don't know exactly how they did that, but yeah, they were kind of similar to each yeah. other. So that's cool. All right, so that's lightsabers, Drew. What's the next topic? What is your top two favorite droids? Ooh, Oof. a lot to choose from. True. So my second one is Chopper. Okay. Solid. Solid. Solid answer. We like that. <laughs> and then Chopper used to actually be my first one. And then Rogue One came oh, out. Oh, I know. And K2SO. Okay. Absolutely love him. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, if you see my Instagram uh, handle photo, it's me and a life-size K2SO. I would love one day to find somebody who can make one for me. I would love to have a life-size one. I have all the Black Series figures of him. And I've been trying to find a decent priced one as a hot toy, but it's wildly really expensive. expensive. It's like seven hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, no, he he is he was my favorite droid. And Ash, was it last week? Was Lucy's favorite K2S as well? No, uh, that was her second her, favorite. Her second favorite. I can't remember yeah. what was her first. I can't uh the droid uh, Lando's droid. Oh, L three. L three, yeah. Yeah, but so K2SO is, I think, a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, it's, he's yeah, he's better with time, and I'm sure you're excited because you're gonna see some more of him in the Andor series coming out yes. soon. I know, so and I've been like, I've been like, uh, flirting around like on Pinterest and trying to find like little tiny because I have a whole Star Wars sleeve, so I've been trying to find like little tiny pictures of like K2SO's like actual head. Mm-hmm. To try to like add it to my Star Your Wars sleeve. sleeve. That's so cool. Yeah, I think we're. I'm excited to see if we can see the origin story of the development of like he was an Empire droid and then got switched over. Like I think that would be really cool in this next show, and hopefully we get to see that. Yeah, he's. For I know. Sure I'm very favorite. excited about Andor. Have you, you uh, have you watched the any of the special features for Rogue One? Because they have a whole segment on how they created K2SO. They had like no. they had like seven hundred designs that they wanted yep. that they went with. Seven hundred twenty. Is that on the DVD? No, it's no, on, it's on uh, Disney Plus. Plus. Okay, uh, I'm definitely gonna have to watch that tonight. So for they sure. have they went had like seven hundred different drawings or something like that of different faces. Seven hundred twenty, Jeremiah. And so like you saw like all these iterations of what they wanted, and that's the one that they kind of ended with was what we got so that's a really cool it's only like two three minutes or five minutes or something like that a really quick little featurette mm-hmm. but if you like k2s though all right i'll definitely check definitely that out tonight that out. all right have you seen the die cast uh disney version of k2so yeah you have that one no that's like the only cool one i have is i have that die cast one i think i got it for like 10 bucks like i don't even know when but like that they're black series that they're trying to push that they're all metal so i have like the whole yeah. cast and all metal and they're all the face sculpts are awful but the k2so is like the coolest one because it's not like a legit face sculpt 
and it's all metal and he's heavy as heck it's like maybe like three pounds and it's like only this big i'll have to pick that up yeah then. you can find them i think like 20 bucks something like that like they're not that expensive and they're out of all of the those versions that's like the best one for sure i think like the coolest picture i have so when Rogue One first came out, like the Disney stores mm-hmm. used to do this thing where like if you, you know, when the movie came out on DVD, if you bought the movie from the actual Disney store, mm-hmm. they would give you like these um, photos, like uh, like professional still mm-hmm. photos from the movie. So I have one where it's uh, Cassian and the side profile of K2SO. That's so cool. And- it's just one of my favorite photos from that movie. Yeah, when I went to Galaxy's Edge, I got, like, the cast in, like, one of those. It's right there. You can kind of see it. But it's in, like, the white framed. And it's, like, a professional yeah. photo. And, yeah, Rogue One is, like, one of my top favorite movies. So, I, Yeah, it's one of my top. So. I, I saw that opening night in the theaters, and my mm-hmm. mind was just, like, completely blown. And then I saw it. I saw it opening night, and then I saw it two days later, and then I saw it a week later. I think I saw it, like, four times while I was still in yeah, theaters. Yeah, it's, it's, like, the one movie that – I said this last week, too, but it's, like, the one movie that if I'm, like, all right, honey, can we watch Star Wars, please? And she's not, like, a diehard fan or anything, and she's, like, if we do, it has to be Rogue One because that's, like, the only movie she likes because Donnie Yang's in it, and, yeah, <laughs> she has a crush on him, so that's why. But, well, who doesn't? Yes. Come on. Come on. I mean, I know, I know, but <laughs> all right. What was it? He was in uh what's the It Man? The Ickman, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And she she was, grew up uh, watching Bruce those Lee's movies. Mentor. Yeah. She grew up watching those movies. So for her, it was like really cool when he was added in. And and you don't know, but she's Asian. So for her it was like a big deal to have like those influences as okay. well. So so yeah, it's well, really, I'm I'm half Asian as oh, well. Oh sweet, yeah. So it it was a big deal when that those movies that movie came out. So it was really cool. Yeah, of course. It's the it's the biography of um, Bruce Lee's teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. So it was a big deal. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, those were top two droids. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your top two? musical themes or musical songs from the soundtracks in star wars because we've done we did two full podcast episodes on the music of star wars and we think that the music is like the breath of star wars if you take away the music star wars just dies it's just not the same so the music is so important so what are your top two musical aspects themes songs whatever in star wars so my second one is from Samuel Kim, which is Star Killers theme. Oh, okay, okay, taken from some EU Star Wars music. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, I have that saved on my Apple Music library, and sometimes when it pops up in my car when I'm driving to work, I like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like this, just, you know, like this morning is gonna go great, and then. You know, I I have to go with Duel of the Fates. Oh, yeah. As my number one. Solid choice. I'll be honest with you. When they first dropped the first trailer, oh. like, you know, like the first full trailer to Obi-Wan Kenobi, yep. I was at work and my I didn't even know that my coworker was filming my reaction. Oh, that's awesome. While I was watching it. And while we heard Duel of the Fates, like, 
the amount of tears pouring out of my <laughs> eyes. And my coworkers were cracking up. And when I turned around, they were like, we got this all on film for you. And I was like, oh my God, please stop. <laughs> Delete it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, are you okay? And I was like, they played this. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was yeah. freaking out. I think I everybody wish cried during that trip. Played that more throughout the show. Yeah. I, I know. Think I, all, I think they? they did that as like a hype. Yeah. Did they even play it? Not even. I don't think they play it once in the whole show. No, I think they played it in the last episode. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the song was just used as oh, like a hype worked. thing. It I mean, worked. I don't know because if you saw if you... my reaction video, but uh, oh yeah, I, I saw your reaction. Out video. Your face, you were like, <laughs> yeah, I was so happy, hyped. <laughs> I remember, like, as soon as I finished watching it, I called Joey and I was like, oh my gosh, the trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi. He's like, are you crying? And I was like, yes, I'm crying. <laughs> and then I watched it again. I started crying. I get home and we're watching with our kids, and I started crying even more. And I remember my son was like, are you crying? And I was like, yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> like, what the heck, mom? What is, what are you doing? They're like, why do you keep crying? And I was like, it's doing the so face. Good. I was like, it's Obi-Wan. I was like, oh my gosh. Any Anything Star Wars, I'm a hot mess. Well, and this is completely off topic, but uh, I remember, so when they changed the time of this, of the, in the middle of the night, they're like, oh, by the way, the sh- Kenobi's coming out super early. I messaged you right away. I was like, "Hey, so you know, Kenobi's like coming out in thirty minutes, and you had this whole plan. You're gonna do a watch stream at three Dude, I was in the morning." So <laughs> mad. I I had this all meticulously planned. So I got home from work early. We made dinner early. <laughs> I was gonna go. I told you know. I told Joey. I was like, "I'm gonna sleep on the couch, not to bother you." When I get up. When I get out of the room. My, you know, my son as well was like, hey, I'm going to get you up at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> We're going to set up the whole living room. I'm going to, you know, broadcast everything. And as soon as you sent me the message, I like jumped out of the couch because I went to take a, a two and a half yeah. hour nap just so I didn't look like all groggy. Because when we did the live stream for Bad Batch, I was dying. I was falling asleep so bad. Oh, wow. It wasn't because it was boring. It was just because I stayed yeah. up all night. Yeah. And I didn't get one ounce of sleep. So when you messaged me and you were like, hey, so by the way, it's coming out at midnight. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember logging on to Disney Plus's like Twitter account. And they were like, yeah, by the way. So, you know, because it's celebration, we're going to drop it at midnight. I was like, <sighs> yeah. And I remember messaging all my friends who I was supposed to do the live stream with. And I was like, hey, guys, they Disney got us. They got us this time. And a whole bunch of them are from California. So our time differences yeah. were so bad. And they were completely knocked out. They were asleep. Yeah. So I ended up just watching it. My cousin ended up staying. And we ended up watching it. And I was just like this the whole entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So Lucy, who we interviewed last week, was at Celebration. And she was able to watch the first two episodes back to back in like the auditorium at Star Wars like Celebration with, with thousands with of people. With the cast too. I know. I was watching so many people's videos. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. And and she's she's one of our younger younger listeners too. And she's been like really diehard since the beginning, which is why we had her on. She actually started her own um podcast as well. So for her, she was like, it was my first watching experience of Star Wars ever. 
Like, she never watched. Oh, yeah, she wow. never I seen any of them. That's so cool. That was her first experience. The like, well, that's like the best experience of all time. Like, you can't beat that. <laughs> I know. For the longest time, I kept saying that I wanted to go to celebration, and I was thinking about doing like the craziest thing ever. But I kept like thinking time. Like, time was not my friend. Weren't you going to go like one day? Going- and then I was going to do like a one day yeah. thing. I was going to leave here at the crack of dawn, get there, take an Uber straight to celebration, run real quick to go do the whole Ewan McGregor experience, say hi to like a whole bunch of my buddies in the Star Wars community, and then take an Uber back to the airport and fly back. <laughs> and I had found a flight, like everything yeah. was fitting, but it was just like, you know, what if the line doesn't go fast? Yeah. What if I accidentally forget the time because I'm talking to, Your you know, Star or, Wars replicas, yeah. my friends and stuff like that, you know, and I forget. You get distracted so easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I think there was like some podcast. I think it was the podcast that you were on and I was listening to you do that. I'm like, that's not going to work. She's not going to be able to do that at all. <laughs> I know. I kept thinking about it. And we kept looking online and I was like, that price is not bad. Yeah. I was like, it's doable. But I was like, what if I mess up? I was like, time is not my friend. Yeah. But did you get your tickets for London? So we did the math. (laughs) It's as much as I would love to go to England. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not, it's not worth it. If it makes any sense, because I have to renew my passport. Joey has to renew his Mm -hmm. passport. Both boys have to renew their passport, you know, hotels, flight Flying all and i'm the type family? of person like i yeah. yeah and i'm the type that like i don't want to just go to england just for that oh, especially no. it being my first time yeah i want to make it like a two-week thing at least a minimum so it's like, if you're going to europe it has to be at least two weeks yeah so i figured i'm like you know what when they come back to the states i'll just do that mm. And then, you know, ICC is coming up yeah. and, you know, I have a feeling that Michael Haven said that next year it's going to be wildly insane, especially since they got a bigger venue. So with a bigger venue like, and then also because of that, like a lot of people aren't going to be going to Europe. So a lot of those people are able to pretend they're more free in the States. So who knows who's going to well, be also, coming. Also, you know, to also look at it, they're also doing it during Memorial Day mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's either going to be like completely slammed or it's going to be like how it was last year, which I mean, this year, which this year it was incredible. That was, you know, I've been to celebration, but this was probably one of the best fan experiences I've ever had at a con just just for Star Wars. No, ICCC was like one of the bigger cons I've been to. And it was, I mean, it's not even that big. I'm Megacon, the one you just went to, that was huge. So it's like not even near that yeah. big, but it's for Star Wars and that's it. And I just felt like I was in heaven. Like it was the best thing ever. So I can't even imagine. I haven't been to a celebration and I can't imagine what that would be like. But ICCC will suffice for me for now because I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I felt like I was in heaven when we went to ICC. Mm. Like everybody there was just super yeah. sweet. You know, people were talking. I love the whole concept of like the after hours hotel show. Yeah, I didn't get to and it do was that, like, which I was kind of mad. Really? Because well, we stayed at Airbnb, oh. like I think like ten minutes away or something. So, and uh, I was with one of our older co-hosts, 
um, and then uh, one of our mods, and both of them were like, all right, we did con, we're done. And I was like, well, there's stuff tonight, but okay, fine, we can just go back. And then yeah, I- we stayed at a we stayed at an outside hotel as well. Mm. But we were just like, we're gonna hang out because everybody kept telling us like, don't leave. Well, especially you your fiance is like your fiance's business like is yeah thriving in that those situations like that. So and we had and but you know what the cool thing was about that it was you even got to hang out with some of the celebrities. Mm, yeah, so- they literally were just hanging out there, just as normal people getting drinks at the bar, mm. sitting down. You can actually walk up to them and interact with them. And it was just awesome. Like I got to talk to Timothy Zahn after the whole con. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him and his wife for like about 15 minutes. Um, what is it? The actor who plays General Veers, like he was sitting down in the lounge area, just drinking a whole bottle of wine. Yeah. And we got to talk to him <laughs> as well. And he was like super just cool. Turn it up. And they, yeah. And they were all just like walking around like yeah. as if nothing, you know, like they were ordinary people. Yeah. But Drew met Ian McDermott in the bathroom though. So that I was did. pretty cool. So <laughs> after his, that first intro panel to like the press and whatever that he did, like I mm-hmm. went to the bathroom like right after, and so he did too. And I was like in the urinal, just going to the bathroom. And then he comes up to me, and I had my camera. You know, you saw my camera. I had the tripod, and I yeah. had it facing the urinal just so like I'm not gonna hold it and go to the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> and he was like, "So your camera's going to the bathroom too, huh?" And I was like, "Uh huh, <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, palms. Yep." Oh and then I like got out of there and then like i didn't want to keep talking to him in the bathroom it's so awkward and then i was like you guys you don't understand what just happened to me so that was like my ian experience which is pretty cool that happened to my friend at supercon with uh hayden christensen so like he was walking around the con with a v for vendetta mask when he wanted like no one to recognize him That's yeah. So, cool. so my my buddy dresses up as Darth Vader and he said that he was in the bathroom peeing and he could feel somebody staring at him and he said he like looked over to his right and some dude in a V for Vendetta mask was looking at him and he said to him like, "Oh, nice suit." And he goes, "Oh, thanks." And then he goes, "Um, yeah, I wear it from time to time." And then he took oh, off the V for oh, Vendetta no. mask. <laughs> and my friend said he almost like peed all over (laughs) and he was like oh my gosh and then he was like yeah he was like love this suit and he was like i just took a photo with you and he was like yeah he's like dude you guys are awesome from the 501st he's like you know just wanted to say you know thanks i appreciate for everything you do and my friend said he talked to him for like five minutes they went to the sink they like washed their hands (laughs) then he proceeded to put back on the mask and he like left dude that's so crazy (laughs) that that's cool but like my friend described it in a more like vulgar way he was like dude i was like holding my stuff while looking at him and talking yeah that's that's awesome all right well those are your top two musical themes and songs. <laughs> um, so before we transition to the next one, we have a sponsor for today's episode that we have every episode, and it's Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. And so if you are looking for a great coffee bean that you can just order to your right to your house and have the best coffee in the galaxy, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. 
They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio. that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. All right, do it. All right, do it. Drew, what's the Alrighty. next topic? Now we're so, starting to get into some of the important things. Yes. I mean, the music <laughs> stuff is pretty good. Yeah, it is. So, top two characters. Ooh. That's a lot of characters to choose from in all of Star Wars. Yes. So. What's your number two? Oh, boy. All right. It's going to have to be Ahsoka. Okay. Perfect. That's solid choice. has to be oh, in everyone's well. top five. So That's fair. That's, yeah. yeah. I thought that was going to be number, number one. one. but No. Number one is my, my number one love, Darth Vader. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. All right. Cool. I don't think that was in any of our top fives. So, so here's the thing. When we originally did our top fives, we talked about Vader versus Anakin. And we said, if you go with Vader, it's just Vader. But if you go with Anakin, it includes Vader. Oh, yeah, that's what we did. Oh, no. So, I, I, I'm going to go with Vader. Okay. I like the, you okay. know, the sadistic mm-hmm. Sith Lord. All right, Especially cool. out- that we got to see at the end of Ooh, Obi-Wan. That Vader. Woo. Or even in, was that, episode three when he's walking through the, the little village and grabbing people out of their, their places and choking them and... I remember watching that episode and I just turned around and I was like texting friends and I was like, Disney went there. I was like, wow. And then it was funny because previous to that, we were talking on one of the shows that I'm on that we wish that Disney would kind of make like shows for adults Mm -hmm. would be like more not rated R, but like some of the shows that you would like to see kind of take a more violent you know term. violent <laughs> <Yeah>. turn <laughs> you can do it as like an adult disney where you have to like basically show proof that you're well, over the age of 18 yeah we've always talked about how we kind of want that especially like if they did like a vader show about like yeah it would have to be rated r they did like a rated r thing or tvmm or whatever and it was like especially they're like this is never gonna happen but then they added all that marvel stuff from netflix and you have to have a login to in order to view that. Like you have to like say you're over fourteen. So I'm like, we could, yeah, they could do something like that. Like it's it, now it's possible. Will they? Probably not. But we can always. Well, I thought it was open. funny. Like when that episode dropped, they actually had did an article saying that the scenes were actually meant to be more violent, but they had to like kind of tone it down because they knew a lot of kids were watching this. So they didn't want to, you know, you know, have already, you know, people already have the image of Darth Vader. They didn't want him. They didn't want to portray him as being like the actual violent guy mm-hmm. that we actually know. Well, and like, even was episode one, wouldn't 
Reva just cuts off that person's hand like right away. It's like, what the heck are we watching? Like, what are we about to see? So they it definitely I know, was every a time lot I, darker I, than normal. I know. Yeah. Every time I just kept saying, I was like, Disney. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? And I think the Andor show is going to be like that, too. It has that like eerie, dark feel to it, like within the trailers and. The biggest yeah. thing about that was like Andor was talking about how he had to do a lot of bad things too in order to help the Empire and he had to struggle with that a lot. So I think we're gonna see a lot of a lot yeah. of cool Yeah. Andor, cool I'm stuff. I'm hyped for Andor. I think it's yeah. I'm so hyped like, for Andor. No one cared about that show until we saw the trailer mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh crap, this is gonna be like this might yep. be the best show out there. So Yep. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty hyped about that. I'm hyped about Bad Batch season two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm so hyped for Ahsoka. I'm hyped for Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Uh, I'm, pr- you know, I know that they haven't really hint to us anything, but you know, just the cast alone, I'm pretty excited for Skeleton Crew. Yeah. Yeah. They yep. just announced a hundred and thirty million dollar budget for budget, which. They say it's more than Mando season one, but like that was also made like five years ago. So like yeah. it's inflation. It's just like that's things are more expensive <laughs> as you go. So it's, it's it's the same thing, but yeah, yes, it's it's because I was thinking like that show is probably gonna be like more like aimed for a younger audience, but with a budget like that, maybe it's not gonna be as kid friendly yeah. as I thought it was gonna be. So another kid show I'm actually excited about is I and you know. I like that it's going to be a kid show, but I know that, you know, it's going to be appealing as well to adults. Um, I'm excited for Jedi Tales. Yes. You get to see Ahsoka's backstory mm-hmm. finally. Did you um, see the bootleg trailer, though, for from Celebration? Yeah. It's definitely not for kids. This is more, this is like yeah. Clone Wars, like violent, like Clone Wars. It's, yeah. Some of those yeah. scenes are intense. So I'm I'm really excited for that, too. And so at some point, this fall, Andor, Bad Batch Season 2, and Jedi Tales are all going to be playing at the same time. So we're going to be doing three episodes, episodes a, week. a week. So yep. My wife's going to leave oof. me, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay? No, <laughs> it's not okay? Just kidding. If, if Stephanie's going to leave you, you can quit the podcast. We'll retire. They'll right. <laughs> <laughs> but... take my spot if that's the case. <laughs> all right. Cool. So characters, Ahsoka and Darth Vader. Um. Next topic is top two moments in all of Star Wars. Oof. A lot of emotional things, a lot of significant, like philosophical things and moral things. Like, there's a lot of things to choose from. I oh, love what, you. I know. I mean, that's a really like, good one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, boy. So, hmm. Number two will be the conversation that Obi-Wan had with uh, Luke Skywalker when he first met him, when he was telling him about his father being the best star pilot in the galaxy. Oh, okay. Just just seeing Alec Guinness's face um, as he's saying the story, it was like, you know, it was probably one of the happiest moments ever in his life, but, you know, it was something that he missed. So I, I, every time I see that scene, I always get like a little teary eyed. I, I always love that moment. Plus, I just love Alec Guinness's face. It's very expressive. And I think that was a perfect actor to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then I'm so indecisive about number one because I still love, you know, the most 
famous scene ever, which is, you know, when Vader tells Luke that he is his father. But before that, um, you know, like what that used to be my favorite scene. And then when Rogue One came out, just the scene of Vader just coming through the doors and just going crazy with his lightsaber and just annihilating everybody was just my favorite scene. Yeah, that's a good scene. Basically, everything about Vader when you're in your view. Yeah. If it's Vader in it, it's your yes. favorite. <laughs> yeah. All right, Drew, what's uh, the next topic? Top least favorite moments. What's your top two least favorite moments? So it's the complete opposite mm. in Star Wars. <laughs> like something you hate or think is this a waste of time, like whatever it could be. So, um,. I guess number two would be like the whole festival scene in the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wow. Eh. Oh. I don't, I don't think it was necessary. Oh, okay. It was cute, but I don't think it was yeah. necessary. And then, hmm. I think it's because we didn't get that much of um, a backstory on her, but just the whole conversation between Poe and uh Zori. Zori Blisk. Oh. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that was really much needed. That could have been something edited out and they could have added something better mm. because they said that that movie was so long that they had so many scenes that they cut out and I feel like that could have been something that could have been edited yeah. out and they could have put something else better because you know, they introduced a Zori Bliss. They kind of tell us a little bit, but you really don't know who she is. You know, she has a background history mm-hmm. with Poe, but you don't really know who she is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my two moments. Both from the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> Both from the same <laughs> movie. Be- and- I, would just re- I would just redo that whole entire movie. And what about episode eight? What's your take on that movie? <laughs> Well, when she does her ranking of all the films, then we'll... Oh, that's true. We'll find we'll, out. We'll, we'll get to that. So, okay. So, before we get to ranking all the films, we would like you to rank the trilogies. How? What's your least favorite trilogy, middle trilogy, and your favorite trilogy? What's on the bottom? Number three. All right. So, on the bottom would be... Oh, man. This is tough. I guess the bottom would be, and I feel like people are going to kill me. So the bottom would be Return of the Jedi. No, 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 the trilogy. The trilogy. Like, oh. One, two, trilogy. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, okay. So my least favorite would be. I guess Attack of the Clones. No, or the trilogies. Which trilogy? Prequel trilogy, original trilogy. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Which trilogy um, is your least favorite, middle, and then top? All right. So I don't out of the trilogies, I don't like the trilogies from episode. You know anything from the newer trilogies? I don't like so that. So that would be my least sequel favorite. Sequel trilogy is your least sequel favorite. Tri- so sequel trilogies, whatsoever. Um. Then second would be the prequels, and then the first one would be the originals. All right. Yeah, I like that. That's how a lot of people do it. But last week was with Lucy. She kind of because she was a younger fan of Star Wars. 
she went with the sequel. She, she had that as her number one because that's just kind of like what was what in the knows. culture uh, growing up with Star Wars, like being right there in her in her surroundings. And so we were like, but her dad introduced her to Star Wars, so it's like, well, maybe her dad impressed like the original trilogy on her or something like that. But she went with the sequel trilogy, which is like, all right, like there's a lot of good stuff in there, but there's a lot of good stuff in all the trilogies <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, interesting. But yes, yeah, so now that seems, to be, that seems to be like what probably most people was what your that's what you went with. I think that was mine. I would assume that was mine. I personally have the prequel trilogy as my top because the Clone Wars made it so much better. Like when I think of the prequels, I think of the Clone Wars, and so it's like all one story for me. So mm. it's hard for me to yeah. separate the show from the movies. So it's just it's all one thing. <laughs> all right, but all eleven films now. Yes. This is the big the big one. What's your least favorite Star Wars movie? Oof. I'm gonna have to go with The Last Jedi. Alright. Drew is happy as long as that's Good your answer. bottom one. Drew. Good answer. <laughs> so I tell this to people all the time. Cinematography wise, it was the best. Yes. Star Wars film. It is the best looking Star Wars film in my opinion. It is the best looking Star Wars film. It was the worst Star Wars yes. film in my opinion. <laughs> and probably in many people's opinions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number 10. Where would you go? What's second from the bottom? Rise of Skywalker. Wow. All right. That's just understandable. There's a... Like for me, when I see that movie, I think of like all the individual parts in that movie. I think are great, but then put the them all together, cut. I'm like, I don't really get it. <laughs> I guess it's just yeah. one of those things. Like, I don't know, but yes. Fight scenes in Rise of Skywalker were great. Yes. Movie. Eh. Palps yep. was back, which helped, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I wish they would have given you like more in like depth at, as how the actual beginning instead of in the scroll of like, hey, everyone heard it. Yeah. Thing. Like, I don't know if you're into the books, but if you read the book version, it makes the movie so much better because it really. You, yeah, I actually have the book. If you re read that book, it's like you're viewing it like through some characters and they hear it and they're like talking about their reaction to that situation and so it makes it so much better and then also it, it's it definitely is flows a lot better you actually learn about characters that like you were saying like they you barely talked about and so it helps a lot but you can't base it on a book <laughs> you gotta base it off of what we saw <laughs> right yeah all right number nine what what what's Third from the bottom. Oof. That was a tough one. Number nine would probably be... Oh, I guess Attack of the Clones? Okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot That's of people fair. don't like that movie. Yeah, it's, it's definitely in the lower tier for me as well. Which is funny because... Most of my, some of my tattoo pieces that I have on me is from Attack of the Clones, which is funny. 
Like I have Padme's, you know, iconic scene where she's kissing, you know, Anakin. I have that tattooed on me. But you don't. You didn't have the scene. Overall, the scene you don't have the telling her about sand. Like you didn't want to do that on your. No. Uh, or the or yeah. the cow scene when they're rolling around. You don't want to. The big field. old cow thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that would be my number nine. All right. Um, Next one. What would you say is number eight? Man, you guys are throwing doozies at me. Number eight would probably be... And remember, it's 11 film, so Solo and Rogue One are in here too, so don't forget those ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. So number eight would be Solo. Oh, okay. Uh, Number seven would be Force Awakens. Seven and seven. I like what you did there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, number six would probably be Phantom Menace. All right. Number five would be um, Return of the Jedi. Number four would be a new hope. Okay, so now we got your top three. Now, what's what's your top three? You got number episode three, episode five, and Rogue One. So, my top three would be number three would be Revenge of the Sith. All right. Number two is uh, Rogue One, and number one is Empire Strikes Back. All right, interesting. So. I wrote down your answers just so we can fly through them again. So from the bottom, eight, nine, two, solo, seven, one, six, four, three, rogue one, and number five, uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's a, that's a that's good. A sol- that's a solid list. Interesting list. So interesting. I like the the top. Five. So what would you say is your reasoning for your top three? Because people want to know like why you love certain movies so much. Like we can understand, like these are probably generally in most people's top three, three rogue one and five. Um, what about those movies? Do you love so much? So empire strikes back, even though I was introduced to new hope and I love new hope, but empire strike back was just that awesome you know, sequel that everybody was just hit with different things all at once. Mm. And everybody was just in shock. And all the, the one liners in that movie is just fantastic. Um, Rogue One, like we spoke, it's my favorite off story Star Wars film. Mm. You know, it tied to the movies, but it had its own story. You got to fall in love with characters that you were never going to see again after they passed. Yeah. And unless they brought them back, you know, like you got to see beforehand before everything led up to it. But, you know, everybody that was in that film, every character, you absolutely love them. Krennic was a great bad guy. You know, you got Vader. Jen Urso was so awesome as a female character. You got introduced to K2SO. You know, Donnie Yang was just incredible. His one-liners. Um, 
just overall, that was just a great film. And then Revenge of the Sith, you know, I remember being in high school and going to see that movie in theaters and just the score alone for that movie was fantastic. You know, the whole fight scene, getting to see Anakin slowly becoming into Darth Vader and, you know, the fight scene between him and Obi-Wan was just incredible. All right. Cool, cool. So that's all the talking points we have planned for you tonight. But is there anything else you want to talk about? regarding star wars we got time any other i'm just like i said i'm super excited like what they're going to be releasing within the next year it's just we're going to get hit with a lot of star wars stuff and hopefully you know they see the popularity in some of this stuff and we get some of like knights of the old republic that they're finally going to be doing you know i'm hoping that we're finally going to be able probably to see a live action calcistus and um, I know once yeah, he pops up, the internet is going to be, yeah. people are going to be freaking out. That is yeah. the rumor that there's going to be a Cal Kestis live action show. And my theory is if that happens, that's where Reva is going to show up because she's still alive out there. I think he's going to pop up in Ahsoka. Ooh. I don't know. Because I think cool my, my view on Star Wars is that when you get to A New Hope, that Yoda and Obi-Wan are the only Jedi left. Besides Ahsoka? No, she's not a Jedi. Oh, true. She's not a Jedi. So unless Cal Kessler no longer thinks of himself as a Jedi, but I think he's... All right, he's one with the Force by the time we (laughs) get to A New Hope. He's one with the Force. But I don't know. Who knows? It's it's Disney, and they want to make billions of dollars, so they could definitely... Make them live and have them there, but it'd be cool to see him live action in Ahsoka. I wouldn't hate it, but he'd be really. I old think it would fit pretty well. I feel like because they had a similar struggling and hiding and stuff like that, so it it could work. It could, but we'll see next next yeah, year. That's what I'm hoping for next year. Next year. Next year. All right. Yeah. What about Ezra Jeremiah? The chat's like, well, Ezra is. We know we're gonna see Ezra, but yeah, we're supposed to be getting an Ezra and Thrawn, yeah, for the Ahsoka show, yeah. which everybody's freaking out about that. I, and I love how they've kept it quiet because they they released a leak of the Ahsoka show, and they only showed Sabine, they showed Hera, and they showed Chopper, but you haven't mm-hmm. no discussion whatsoever about or showing anything about Ezra or Thrawn, mm-hmm. right? Like. And yeah. Timothy even pretty much said at the ICCC panel that he is waiting for the sh- Ahsoka show to come out so that he can write a Thrawn and Ezra book. Like that's yeah, he's planning to do that. So we, I, I know, mean, I, know I asked alive. him at ICC. I'm like, do you know anything? And he's like, Lucas has Lucasfilm hasn't told me yeah. anything. And I was like, you have to yell at them. Like they need to tell you these things. <laughs> you ask him the question, and a bunch of like red dots show up on his forehead. <laughs> like I was like them. part of the panel too. He's like the the panel host was saying like every time he asks this Timothy questions, he figures out a nice way to get around the answer. And so, oh yeah, he was he. Every time you would ask him anything related to like Thrawn, he was just like, "Yep, he figures out." We just need Tom Holland. (laughs) We just need Tom Holland to be in some Star Wars movies, and he'll spoil all the everything. Everything. (laughs) He'll leak everything. All right, cool. Well, that concludes the interview. But 
we have everyone's favorite time of the episode, the voicemail time. So let's True. transition over to that. That was free to laugh at me. That was Drew, that by the way. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. So we have six voicemails tonight. Two from oh. Jedi Master and four from Will. And oh, so wow. this first one from Jedi Master is interesting because we get a name drop from him, which we've never known his name, but we get a name drop. So let's listen to this first one from Jedi Master. Hello, Empire Radio. This is Jedi Master Caden Hendricks. And uh, I really loved the uh, episodes that y'all did about the Imperial Coliseum. And so I was thinking I could do a little mini Imperial Coliseum where we have like a matchup, like maybe once a week or something. I don't know. We'll think about it. But my first matchup that I'm pretty proud of, uh, we got General Grievous versus Luke Skywalker. So, uh, yeah, let me know who you think would win, and may the force be with you, always. All right. Two random characters in Star Wars, Grievous and Luke Skywalker, who would win in a fight? But the question is, which Luke Skywalker? Which Luke, though? Are we getting... Yeah, which Luke? Are we getting the Last Jedi Luke? (laughs) Well, if it was... The lightsaber way? (laughs) Well, I would say that, like... Grievous could probably beat Luke in A New Hope during the original trilogy, like even Episode Six, because uh, he's six. He's not that strong yet. Vader could have destroyed Luke in Episode Six, but didn't because he had a soft spot for his son. So, like, <laughs> if it's like Luke from like The Mandalorian. Game over. Fighting General Grievous? Then Grievous is dead. I mean... Yeah. Then Grievous is done. So... But uh, I'm a big Grievous fan, so I'm going to go with Grievous. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Drew, what do you think? Well, like Noah said, if it's Mandel Luke, I'm going Luke. If it's the beginning or the end of Luke, (laughs) either one of those, I'll probably go with Grievous. So I guess... I I would say... Anything before the end of um, the, the original trilogy, I would say he'd lose. But like, but after even even episode eight, Luke, I think would still beat Grievous because the how powerful he was to project himself across the galaxy and do a fight. That's true. Like that's pretty powerful. That's just him, you know putting oil on all the, the squeaky parts of him because he hasn't used a force in a while. He was able to do that. So I think that's true. Post Return of the Jedi, Luke could probably beat Grievous anytime before that. Grievous would probably destroy him. So Alright. Well, next voicemail is also from Jedi Master, and let's hear what he has to say here. Hello, Empire Radio. This is Jedi Master here. Uh, I really enjoy the top fives that y'all do, and you're always asking for ideas. So, I have this idea where you could do the top five series. So, ranking the series, including live action, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, all that stuff, and the animated. So, top five for series for that. Uh, hope you 
do that in the future and may the force be with you always <laughs> all right that is a good top five but it's it's hard because they're still coming out they keep coming out every year there's gonna yeah. be more and more series we and so talk about visions at all Oh my gosh, it's, yes, we didn't. And I'm excited about Visions. That's yes. coming out in early 2023. It's January or February right. or something like that. I think it's February. I think it's going to be interesting too because it's not just like Japanese artists anymore either. Yeah, it's, so, uh, studios from all around the world are allowed to do yeah. stuff too. So we're getting mm-hmm. studios. I think there's one from France, one from India. I think there's some from other places like in Europe, I think. Mm-hmm. So that'd be cool. But yeah. right now we could say what currently is our favorite series. I'm not going to, yeah, top five will take a while. But favorite series of all time in Star Wars, I would go with the Clones. Clone, Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, Clone Wars. Uh, but, you know. And it's hard to put like Obi Wan in that because it's like a one season. We probably I don't think we're gonna get a season two. So it's like I hope not. I hope not either. If but. we do, I want a Vader spinoff that has nothing to do with like like Vader's point of view from here on out. I think would be really cool. Like to get a Vader show, but it's not really Kenobi related. Like he's not trying to hunt Kenobi, but all the stuff that he does I think would be really cool and really dark, but I don't think we'll get that either. Right. Um, I think, I think mine just, right yeah, now but... would probably be the Mando season or the Mando shows right now have been really, yeah. really, really there for me right yeah. now. So. The leaked trailer for that is really intense. And so I think season yeah. three of Mando. I know it's, it seems more dark, dark a lot dark. more action. Like usually I love that they're diving more deep into like Mandalore. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's it's gonna be really really intense mm-hmm. yeah i i i think they're gonna the ratings is gonna compete with uh kenobi yeah, yeah. for sure definitely and people are hyped for it and i mean maybe mm-hmm. it seems darker because every version we've got of it's been really fuzzy or someone, someone's head in in the way but i think it is gonna be a darker <laughs> show <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, Jedi Master. For yeah, those maybe Jedi Master in like a year we can maybe do that when a lot more other shows are coming out too because we got three big shows coming out. So we got to wait a little bit before we break down that. But that's a good idea. All right, cool, cool. All right, here is the next one from Will, which is one of four. So let's listen to this. Hey, Empire Radio. Will here. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> um, Misa back. I took a unknown two week break. I I was so busy these past few days and weeks that I forgot to send in voicemails. But I would like to say thank you to the others also sending in voicemails. They are rather entertaining. And, uh, yeah. I'm back. 
Look forward to my next voicemail right after this. <laughs> Thanks, Will. I like how he like knows that he left you guys five voicemails. Yeah. Yeah. So, he knows. So he's like pre-telling you already, like, thank you. Yep. yep. Well, and he's... Will's actually one of our mods in our di- Discord. So and in the chat in the live stream too. And in so. the chat, so. So um, the community knows him pretty well. Yeah, yeah so. he usually sends in <laughs> one, at least one or two a week. But how is it? speaking of the chat, are they even talking? Well, they're talking think? a lot, but nothing about the show. <laughs> no, no, lot, they're talking about the show and Mando and stuff like that. It's it's just hard because this is such a focused interview, right? Conversation. So, all right, chat. We haven't forgotten about you. No, you're still there. You're still there. We still love you. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, number two from Will. Hey, Empire Video. Will here. Um, since my two-week hiatus, I have thought about some questions. Some very interesting questions, if you will. Now, this one, uh, bear with me here. If you had to have your entire house one color (laughs) what would it be like the walls the door the uh the window uh, shutters i think that's what they're called yeah 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 whatever uh what color would you have your house All right, Will. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that random question, Will. Um, what would be a good singular monotone color for your entire house? So it's just the walls, the doors, the frames, the blinds, the, sh- the shutters, as he said. So I would say something like like a gray would be fine. I was gonna go with the gray. Hell. I think. Maybe like a like a blue, like maybe a, like a lighter blue or something like that. But I don't know. I'm gonna go with gray. Gray, like a dark gray or a light gray. I guess I'm gonna go with light gray because that's the wall, the colors that we have now on the walls. Drew with white. White. Just because oh. you can do a lot with white, and you don't get tired white, it makes the rooms look bigger. When we bought my house the front like living room space was like a dark dark blue and it made the room look like three times smaller and it took so much painting to get it to be white and my wife makes everything white anyway she's one of those people so one of those people (laughs) just go white hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode (laughs) she probably will she probably is knowing her she might be even in the chat right now but yeah lurking without (laughs) you annoying yeah all right thank you for that question will but you have number three for us so let's oh, listen okay. to that <laughs> hello empire radio hello there will here with a sort of dad joke i guess what does wicket do to get across endor he walks okay <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> That's actually, I like that one. I might steal that one. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, it's so going. funny. Oh, he's still going. <laughs> oh. All right, thank you, Will, for that dad joke. And the and the chat's quoting Andrew. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. But Drew, you might as well just say your favorite dad joke, Star Wars dad joke. Everyone because, knows it though. Yeah, but has Nilda heard it? I, she's a Star Wars fan. No, I'm pretty sure she has, but Drew, I'll say it anyways. Drew, just say All right, it. Nilda. What is the the temperature inside of Tauntaun? She doesn't. Tell me. Lukewarm. <laughs> Lukewarm. <laughs> uh, like okay. Yep. Yeah, never, never gets old. Um, all right. That was number three. So let's listen to the final voicemail from Will tonight. Hey, Empire Video. Will here. With another joke. This, this is a good one. What is General Grievous's favorite band? Weezer. <laughs> oh, he even added his own song. <laughs> That's right. I did it. I did the air horn. Woo! Oh, gosh. Weezer, huh? Oh, okay. is, that, is that a good answer? I'm not a music person, so, but it is kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of voicemails. Uh, and so... Nelda, I I'll... hope you enjoyed our voicemail segment. <laughs> I did. I actually like that segment. That's really Wait. cool. That's a that's a cool idea that you guys got, you know, the fans to leave you guys voicemails mm-hmm. and you guys get to answer them for them. Yeah. It's sometimes it's a little more uh invigorating, but tonight was yeah. a little uh sometimes it's just people telling us dad jokes and a lot yeah. of them. Or sometimes they're actual real questions and it's real question <laughs> really good but no i i like that concept a lot yeah, so we've actually have done we're on a streak for like a year and a half every episode yeah. someone has sent in at least one voicemail and so um it's been a streak and so hopefully it will never end and we always hear new people so yeah. Nilda, if you ever want to send us a voicemail true oh i definitely will you can so ask definitely any, do that. it doesn't have to be spelled star wars you can ask us like you know what Color? Do you want the inside of your house? If you want. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we as long as it's family friendly, we'll definitely play any voicemail that people send us. But anyway, to finish off the episode, we'll just go over our social media stuff. But Nilda, if you want to go over all your social stuff, yeah, plug yourself, Nilda. Plug yourself. Promote yourself. Plug myself into the matrix. Yes. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, which is uh, Nilda underscore Nilda underscore listens. Uh, I kind of picked that name from the little chubby kid who yells at his mom, like Linda, Linda listens. Oh, Linda, Linda. My wife always yells at me all the time. That's so funny that that's what you did. Yeah, I heard that little boy say it. And I was like, yep, that's going to be my username. <laughs> um, on YouTube and on TikTok, you can find me as uh, Appetite for Collectibles. And then sometimes I feature myself in my fiance's channel. So you can find us on uh, Way Back When Collectibles and Antiques on YouTube. Sweet. And right. then you're also part of a podcast too? or Yeah. So sometimes I'm a guest on the show. It's called The Sith Cast. 
we do a show every Wednesday and we just basically break down um, our pickups, our bounty pickups of the week. Um, we break down shows. I know last week we were talking about all the new hot toys that were dropping. We were talking about Andor, our bounty pickups, um, and just basically talking about like what's the next thing for Star Wars. And we were just ranking just a whole bunch of stuff. So that's what we, we basically we do every week. I know this week um, they're going to be talking about like what's going on with CD with uh, SDCC. Oh, okay. Which is a San Diego Comic Con, mm -hmm. and like, what's the exclusive drops that they just did recently for a sideshow? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an interesting show for tomorrow. Cool. All right, cool. And as for our social medias, as always, the link is in the description. But it's links.co/empireradio. Uh, links with two eyes, and there you have a landing page for everything for Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, NeelucyNerdy.com podcast network. Definitely check that out for more nerdy stuff. And our fan email is on there. So if you just want to send us an email, go right ahead for that. And also just another reminder for our VCU illustration project that the fans are involved with. Go check that out. Submit more submissions. Because we just got one this week, Drew. Yeah, And I someone saw it. took uh, Legos and made a diorama of one of the voicemails. So that is great more of those would be great that's cool and yeah so, so nelda um there was a big vcu it's one one person started this voicemail story arc and then a bunch of people started adding to it and none of them communicated and it made one big story that went on for like what almost two months two three months and it was like yeah. 90 some voicemails all one big oh wow. all one big story crazy amazing star wars story and yeah, that they all made and none of them communicated. So it was like the thing every the week they added up, it was like perfect too. It was really yeah. weird. Every week we're like, okay, <laughs> is the story gonna continuity gonna work? And every week it works. And so yeah. an amazing story. So we're having the fans illustrate that. And so if you can I'll have to definitely check that out. If you wanna if you can paint, if you can draw, if you can do sculptures, anything, digital art, you know. Uh, the link for all that information for how you can do that is in our links page. And so we only got like a handful in all together, but we can so you got plenty to choose from and there's a Google doc with all the information and timestamps mm. and whatnot. So, all right. Anything else from any of you tonight? No, go check out all Nelda's YouTube stuff. Go yep, check and I'll out. have the, that description, all that in the description too, of all yes. her links. So, all right. Well, you have been listening to another interview-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. I'm Nilda. And may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs> Always and also with you. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.